ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jones. Anything going on this week? You guys been up to anything? Um, I actually decided not to take the week off. I know I advise many of you to take the week off, and if you did, good for you. Um, I just looked at it for me, and I was like, look, I ain't really got to talk to nobody I don't want to talk to. I ain't got to see nobody I don't want to see. Like, I wasn't going to be caught or put into no unnecessarily stressful situation. And honestly, I also considered the possibility that, like, you know, some people might need me to a degree. I always say you got to be careful about this um, in the position that I'm in and the kind of work that I do, that it's a thin line between knowing, like, when your audience or your people need to hear from you or when you just being a little bit too much, right? Like, y'all will be all right if I'm not here. So need is probably a stretch of a term to use. But I did, like, kind of roll the dice on just thinking, you know, anything could happen. And somehow this has gone, like, exactly as I expected, but not as I expected. But I think for me personally, and I can't speak, you know, for anybody else. But for me, I have not found this to be a particularly stressful um, couple of days, I think in the ways that it has been for a lot of people, no judgment on those people. I can tell you that my personal strategy, I suppose, has been, I ain't really been just sitting around like keeping up with the minute by minute updates on this. Like the other night, um, I forget what game it was. It was a Thursday night game or a Monday night game. I can't remember which, but it was a putrid, uh, matchup. And I was like, look, you know, we ain't got to watch this. And some dude got in my mentions and was like, well, I have to watch it because I have fantasy football players um, in the game. And I was like, buddy, I don't know what app you use, but like the app that I use, I don't have to keep the score myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't have to sit there every time there's a catch or whatever it is, a hand. I, I ain't got to like write all that down and tabulate the numbers myself to fill in like there's a there's a machine that do that whole thing for me like you can miss that game you can go sleep you can wake up and you still get your fantasy points like apparently on his fantasy football team you gotta like punch a card and then you punch a card and then you are able to actually get the points but if you do not verify that you actually watched all of the points get scored apparently you don't get them i mean that's the only way i can understand what the fuck he was talking about you ain't got to watch this, right? And I was watching, like, CNN. CNN did a couple things that I thought were fascinating, right? One of them was they had something called the key race alert, right? They would just have this on the bottom third of the screen, and it would go across, and it would say key race alert. Here's the thing, though. Every race was a key race. There wasn't nothing, like, I was looking up, and I can't remember exact states for you right now, but, like, I'm looking up at it, and it's them states where they be like, yo, like, you know, they be like, yo, we have projected a winner in Mississippi. They didn't project a winner in Mississippi. Some places you ain't even got to count, right? Like, Mississippi, one of them places. You ain't got to count. For the president, you know what direction that's going to go in. You can call that right then and there. Um, California, as soon as California closed, we have projected this as a winner. Ain't nobody projected a damn thing, right? Like, I'd love to know whose job it was at any of these news locations to be like, hey, man, could you uh, pull up your models? How do we think California is going to go this year? 
right? I want to see that, right? Hey, hey, everybody. I was just uh, wondering. We got any update from Tennessee? Just kind of wondering if you guys, like, how do you think Tennessee is going to go? Anybody? Right, you see what I'm saying? So anyway, they got the key race alert, and the key race alert got everybody underneath it. Okay, fine. You know who was sponsoring the key race alert? An app that, like, gives you meditations. Right. Right. And look, maybe I guess that app is doing like some kind of public service or something like that because they know the people are going to wind up being stressed so they'll look it up and then go check it out. But I'm looking at like the people that's running the news network and I'm like, come on, man. Y'all know y'all wrong for this. Y'all wrong as hell for this. This does not have to be as stressful as it is being made out to be. But see, the whole thing about the whole television industry when it comes to elections and stuff like that is what are we waiting on? Right, like the night of an election, or in this case, we are recording the day after the election on this podcast. But, like, ultimately, what are we waiting on? What are we waiting on them to do? Anybody? We're just waiting on them to count votes. Like, there's nothing that is actually in progress right like this is not like a basketball game where somebody has jumped out to a 20 point lead and there will be some measure of action that takes place afterwards based on some strategy or something like that that then becomes compelling to see what the ups and downs are on the score that's not for me at least i would say that generally speaking that is not the way that i like need my election coverage But I would certainly say specifically in a year like this, this ain't no game, dog. (laughs) Right? And so their game is to keep you on this, keep you watching. Like, oh, no, we got got breaking news. Somebody brought in a couple more boxes of ballots. They about to count them. Dog, just let me know when they get counted. Like, they be hollering at you on the news about, yo, well, 3% of precincts are in, and this is what we got. What am I supposed to do with that? Can't nobody do nothing with that. Right? So, like, you get to, like, 60% or whatever it is, and it starts looking different, you know, than maybe you expected it to be. All right, then, you can come talk to me. Another thing that we've seen happen that is, like, somewhat fascinating here in in this election situation is – we seeing it happen where I think this happened in Michigan. I think it's also happening in Georgia where they count like the mail-in stuff last and not just are they counting like the mail-in stuff last, they count the big cities last, right? So you get out in these states like Georgia and Michigan, at least at the time, you know, when they're talking about this and Trump got this lead, but they're like, but we're still waiting on the ballots from Detroit. Okay. So what you're telling me here is, The sample of votes that you currently have access to is skewed. Right? That is currently skewed. Um, It will be balanced out by these ballots that are coming from a different place with different people, so forth and so on. All of this, right? I don't need to know what's going on every step of the way. Y'all could just tell me what the deal is once y'all look at it and you're like, yo, 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 it's a wrap. Y'all can go ahead and do that. 
And I guess part of the reason why they do all this stuff where they give you all the introductory steps and tell you about, we, all right, we just, got, we just found 15 more ballots. We put them on the stack, right? I guess part of why you do that is it does afford them or allow them the possibility of the projection, right? Like, they're like, yo, it's a wrap. Like, we can go ahead and call this. Like, let you know something a little bit early so that maybe you can go to sleep. Very kind of them um, when you really think about that. Except, no, they out here just like, you know, messing with your ticker with this. And so, like, the last election, they was doing that stuff and messing with people's tickers. And it wasn't that big a deal because, like, as you as people were watching it and they were finding out that, like, it looked like Trump, you know, was doing a little better than people thought, people still didn't think he was going to win, right? So, like, the people who were stressed out about the idea that he might win, they, like, all right, whatever. Then he just got to hit a moment when they were looking around like, hey, dog, I think he's going to win. All right, like, you know, that's one thing. And then for the people – on that side, who thought that, uh, that, who wanted Trump to win, it was just all free money to them. Like, I guess it would have been a crushing defeat if it had come around on the back end, but I feel like they was walking in with that sort of expectation. So that brings me to a question that I have about this current election, and I realize I haven't taken a single one of your questions, but whatever. In fact, there's a possibility, depending on how I get to rolling or whatever. Who knows? Anyway, um... One thing I did not have a great handle on going into this particular election, I knew how pressing this election was to the left, right? Like, I knew how important this election was to people of color. Um, a few others. Like, like that, was, that was readily apparent and had honestly been apparent for four years. But there was no question about this. Like, particularly from June on, like after the George Floyd, George Floyd stuff, which then brought a lot of stuff on to like voter registration and everything like that, because somehow that's going to make them stop beating our ass. Anyway, um, it got to that place. And what I did not have a great handle on was, was what was going on currently energizing the right. And I wouldn't necessarily have a great answer for like what they would be energized behind or around but what i did not have an answer for because i'm not in those circles so much in that way i don't consume that content i'm not in that you know in those particular worlds i didn't have a real understanding of how energized those people were and apparently they were very energized and a low-key fantastic job was done of like mobilizing those people like you go look at the numbers of voters just how many people voted and I think we started off with this for a lot of people with the assumption, and not a bad one, that high turnout would favor uh, Biden. And that makes total sense if for no other reason than Trump was telling you about his like active pursuit of depressing voter turnout. So you would, you know, apparently everybody was energized. Everybody was on it. And so what you wound up with in this election is something that I found to be rather surprising. It's something I certainly wouldn't have expected off the top, which is that Trump would wind up getting more votes in this election than he did in the last election. All right? Now, man, B. John's in the chat room making a point that he was running against a 77-year-old northerner 
Uh, he said that was not ideal for turnout. Yeah, except I contend Joe Biden is not really a northerner. Joe Biden is absolutely in the in the context of this discussion a southern politician, and I say that because Delaware is, I think, by percentage, the tenth blackest state in America. Joe Biden been running as a Democrat in a state that's twenty percent black. Okay, so to me. The idea that you got to have a Southerner as a Democrat to make it happen, I think that that is a misunderstanding of what the value of being Southern truly is. Like, let's keep this in mind. It ain't exactly like what what Democrat could be Southern enough that you could trot him out and he's actually going to win a Southern state. Like, as I recall, Al Gore didn't even win Tennessee. Right? So what I think the value of the Southern Democrat is that you cannot win anything as a Southern Democrat without dealing with or interacting with black people. The Bernie Sanders problem is Bernie Sanders has never, not once before running for president, actually had to talk to black people to win anything. He clearly had no idea how to do it. Drop Joe Biden off in a church and see what happens. Right? And so what Biden can do for you is Biden can help you get enough black folks to come out here in Michigan or whatever these places and vote. Like, that's my read on this, especially now because the context of the Southern Democrat is completely different than it was the last time a Southern Democrat was voted president, which was 1992, and that, I mean, Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas at the time that Lou Holtz got fired as the football coach at Arkansas because he recorded a political ad for Jesse Helms from his office. Now, you would think that in like 2020, that might get you a raise as the coach of Arkansas. Game was a little bit different then, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I'm trying to remember what else I was talking about with this. But, uh... Yeah, I'm not, I have not been wild stressed out about this because you'll let me know when there's something for me to know. But I'm not just keeping up with this for like the intervening time period. I just wasn't doing it because there was no point. There was nothing to get from it. And everybody is incentivized just to keep you watching and to keep you going and making you feel like at any moment it could be the big thing. Pennsylvania told us on Tuesday that they weren't going to be done counting them votes. <laughs> like, once I saw that they said they weren't going to be done, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't need to stay up for nothing over here. Like, I think Michigan did something very similar. They like, yo, we ain't going to get back to y'all today. And once they said they weren't getting back to us, it was like, oh, okay, cool, right? Like, I'll give you my read on the electoral map if you'd like. I don't know what's going to happen with Georgia. That's still in the air at the time of this particular discussion. But, I mean, you assume that Georgia's going red, Right? Texas, you assume that Texas is going red. North Carolina, wouldn't have necessarily. From here on, you just assume that that one's going red. Like a few of these people were kind of like, oh, man, I think we can get things out. I didn't think you would get that. Or maybe I thought you could, but I didn't think you would. You know? So I've been, I've been working and been pretty good about protecting myself in the grand scheme of this. I hope that a lot of y'all have been in a similar place and been able to protect yourselves um, in the grand scheme of this. But it's going to be done. Like, I sent a tweet out that I think some people misunderstood, and that's my fault because I was being intentionally ambiguous. 
But I said something like the only thing that matters is the result. And, of course, that meant I got some people that was hitting me back, you know, hitting back on it on some old, oh, no, well, what about, and they were talking about, like, the Senate and all that. And I wasn't even talking about that, right? What I meant by all that matters is the result is that all of these intermediate steps on the way to the result do not matter, right? Like, all these signposts or all these milestones about what's going on with the polls and stuff like that. That was the stuff that I was saying did not matter, right? And I don't blame you for not knowing that's what I'm talking about because I was not clear about what it was that I was talking about. But those are the things that did not matter. Like, I'm watching people as it's going on who aren't gambling but are retweeting, like, the money line on the election. They're like, oh, man, Vegas is, uh, Vegas is now saying that it's even money for Trump. Why are you doing that to yourself? Like, I get it. You want some inclination about which way it's going to go. I thought you learned from the last time. Trying to figure out which way it was going to go didn't matter. Only thing that mattered is how it went. And at some point, somebody was going to let you know how it went. And the dude was like, the betters trust Vegas. How can you trust Vegas more than the people actually counting the goddamn votes? My point is that Vegas is doing a measure of guessing. In a very short period of time, you will not have to guess, okay? So Vegas does the guessing when it comes to a sporting event. Well, their guessing becomes compelling, especially if you are a person trying to make money off of this, right? But in this case, the action has already taken place. The game is over. You're just waiting on them to count votes. And at some point, they will count enough votes to let you know what it is. Okay? So I don't blame you for checking. I don't blame you for looking. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame you for trying to just, you know, be informed. But I'm telling you that you can do for yourself and not ride along with this at a schedule dictated by somebody who is incentivized to keep you on the ride. Just saying. Do that for yourself. Appreciate the question. Well, that wasn't a question. Now I'll go to a question. Bo, since you spent some time in South Florida, can you help us understand the rationale of the Hispanics and their politics? It's a bad start when you get out in the beginning of this is the Hispanics. This is what I'll tell you, and this is the part that people need to understand. Y'all using the terms Latino and Hispanic far too broadly far too broadly okay the concerns of cubans in miami have nothing to do with the concerns of mexicans in texas it's not close to the same right like the political behavior of those groups are so different that if you start putting them into the same basket you've already missed the point right here's what i would tell you and this is i mean yeah this this is pretty simple In Texas, Mexicans are Mexican, okay? In Miami, Cubans are white. They are white Cubans, but they are white. That's an important thing that you got to understand about it, man. 
And so if you are using Latino or Hispanic as a way to distinguish between races, the Cubans are going to throw you off, at least the Cubans that are in Miami. They're going to throw you off completely. Now, if I asked you to evaluate the political behavior of Cubans in Miami and told you they were white, all of a sudden everything makes sense to you, doesn't it, right? Now, I'm not saying that's the full-on total explanation, but like all of a sudden now all of it makes sense to you. The one thing I do think that I could say that is kind of particular about Cubans in Miami or South Florida and how this is gone, and this is worth noting, which is they ain't here for nothing that smell nothing like socialism. Like any whiff of it. Like once that word comes out, that lands with them differently. That ain't no theoretical situation to them folks. It don't land in, I mean, it lands in a much different way than it does for anybody else, right? And so like that sort of thing was there, right? Um, I think Obama tried to normalize relations with the Castro regime, which is not something that South Florida Cubans were necessarily so keen on. Biden's his partner. That stuff goes. Like those are things that, you know, that matter in that way. But I think that people are assuming far too much of what they think or how they think those people should behave or should vote just because they speak Spanish. This requires a much more nuanced look at the game than a lot of people are prepared to put in. All right, appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. How concerned are you about Trump's crew causing problems in the streets in the next few weeks? Um, I think it's entirely possible. I don't know, like, how to determine my level of concern for it, though. Like, what I'm going to do? I don't have an answer for that. I ain't about to be out here saving the day. Or nothing like that. I don't know. Um, I have no real answer for how I think that people will react if he does not win. And, and well, one thing I don't have a great handle on. I don't know how many people will truly believe that the election is rigged. Like, I know that there is a non-insignificant number of people who will feel that way. Um, but I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I thought it was actually interesting, like this thing going on in Michigan where them folks showed up trying to get them to stop counting the votes. But wasn't nobody there looking for no ruckus. Like, it wasn't, that wasn't the squad of people that showed up there. You know, they were just out there, I guess, because they wasn't doing nothing else and they wanted to get out there and scream. But, like, that didn't look like a crowd that was about to, like, cause some trouble. One thing it does seem to be the case with the folks on the right, and I guess this is somewhat similar to the left also, but when them folks show up for trouble, you know that, like, they're not trying to hide the fact that they're bringing trouble. They let you know that out front. I don't even know where they would bring the trouble at this point. Like, I, I don't have an answer for that. I do not know. Um, so it's going to be some people that do some stuff out there. I just don't know if it's going to like reach the point of local and national emergencies that I don't know. I have no idea. I tell you what I do think is wild though. Um, 
the majority of white people in America voted for Trump. Right? That seems to be clear from all the exit polls and everything else. What percentage of those people would admit it at their corporate jobs? Like, I ain't talking about working in the garage. You know what I'm saying? uh, I'm not talking about there. I'm talking about, like, a job where you got to dress up, put a crease in your pants, and show up there. How many of them would feel comfortable admitting that, like, to a black person at that job or would feel confident confident if they were talking to a person and they did not know that person's political beliefs how many of them would say it out loud like i don't have an answer for that but i'm very very curious but i know that one thing i've talked about for a long time that's like fairly interesting with trump is that corporate culture is definitely more inclined toward liberal sensibilities than the brand of conservatism that Trump is running this campaign on, right? Like, Trump says all kinds of things that would get me or somebody who does my job fired. Like, it wouldn't work. And so I have thought in part that one way that a lot of people are able to revolt against these constraints within their workplaces is that they can vote for it. Right? Like, think about this. There ain't no job, like job, job, one you'll get hired for, right? How many jobs are there that Trump could pass a background check and get? Like, just think about that to yourself. But also think about this. There is no background check to be the president of the United States. Like not in, not in the conventional sense. They vote for you, you in. Like it's right there. Ain't no background check. It's harder for you to get a job with the government than it was for Trump to get a job with the government. All he had to do was get voted in. You see what I'm saying? And so people can kind of revolt, I feel like, in some ways um, against a larger corporate culture that is certainly sliding more left. I think that maybe that's part of, you know, how things get to be the way that they are. But a lot, like I say, a lot of stuff Trump would say, we get somebody fired at my job. Say a lot of that stuff on the microphone, see what happens. You're going to get fired. He can parlay it into being president. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Black people in Detroit, Milwaukee, and Atlanta could carry the election for Biden. Given his early I'll be president for all America rhetoric, it's cynical to me to think he won't govern in a way that acknowledges the contributions of black people. It's probably cynical, but I also ask you this question. When you say carry, what do you mean? All right, because I guess all this, like all this discussion about who carries or whatever it is, like we're talking at the margins here. And so in Michigan, I could go find some county or some group of people or something like that 
that is at that margin and I could be like, yo, those are the people that really did it. Like we could always go and isolate something. Like I think that we can find the delta, the change between what happens in one election from another and then we can go from there. But like when we start talking about carrying, it always gets to be a little tricky because here's the thing about it. If the black folks in those cities did not quote unquote carry Biden victory, everybody would be pointing their fingers at them saying how they didn't do their part. And then you go look at it and it'd be something like 90% of black people like voted in this direction. But that ain't good enough, right? So if I reject the idea that it ain't good enough in the times of a loss, then I'm not going to be so inclined to be talking about quote unquote carrying in times of victory. That's my thought, right, Um, in that direction. Now, will he govern in a way that acknowledges the contributions of black people? One thing you might want to consider here is, you think them black people turned up at uh, by accident? You think they weren't black people along the way contributing to getting them there? You think they were doing that strictly out of the goodness of their hearts? You don't think none of them was working with Joe Biden? You don't think Joe Biden got no understanding uh, that some of that stuff going to have to get paid back? Just a thought. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else you got here. Do you see other states decriminalizing hard drugs in the future like Oregon will be doing? Um, There will probably be some states that will do that. What all those states will have in common is those states will have nothing but white people. Like, that's where you're going to see it happen. You will be amazed at how progressive things can get when it ain't nothing but white people there. So that's my thought. Um, Good on them for that, man. If it's a better plan, then it's a better plan. I do hope people understand, just because they're going to decriminalize using them drugs, that don't mean you need to get caught selling them. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Sorry, guys. A lot of questions to go through. Are you surprised that people don't know each state has their own election process? No. Why would you think about what another state does during an election if you only live in one? Like, I mean, could you randomly think of or pick out? Like, I was like, yo, so you guys know the election process in Montana? You probably don't know. You think it's, I mean, I think most people would think it was all the same. I think the only people that wouldn't assume that everybody does it like they do is Louisiana, because don't nobody do nothing like they do. But they don't really be going nowhere, so maybe they don't even fully realize that. Who's to say? All right. Let me see what else we got here.
Do you think that the pollsters will have the same level of respectability in the election circles moving forward because they weren't just wrong, they were dead wrong? What I think the pollsters are going to have to do is they're just going to have to, these models are going to need updating. Because I do feel like I saw a lot of poll results that had absolutely nothing to do with what this all ultimately shook out to be. And so what I think is that they're just going to have to recalibrate the way that they do it. Like, I don't think that these people are just dumb or just don't have any idea what they're doing. Like, you know, prior to 2016, we felt like they were doing a pretty decent job on a lot of this stuff. Um, I don't recall them being terribly wrong about stuff in 2018. You know, like, I I just don't remember that. But the game has kind of changed and... The role of Facebook as a means of transmitting information and how that information gets transmitted, I think that when all is said and done is going to be the story of the 2020 election. Appreciate that question. Got to be honest. I understand there ain't, you know, ain't but one thing going on in the world, so I can't like fully blame you, but this is a mediocre collection of questions from you guys. Did you see the news story about a New York man falling through a sinkhole 10 feet and landing on hundreds of rats? I did see the story about that guy doing that. And then he had to like lay perfectly still to like make sure none of the rats went into his mouth. And that's 2020, man. I, I, that's all I got, really. That's 2020. That's right, he couldn't scream so that the rats wouldn't go in his mouth. Yikes. All right, what else we got? 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 Am I the only person shocked at Mississippi passing medicinal marijuana use? I was a little surprised that Mississippi did pass medicinal marijuana use. Um, and it's going to be very, very interesting as a significant way that they have criminalized marijuana over the years is by basically acting like it's the people of color that use it and they be like getting high and, you know, raising hell and stuff. Just you wait until it's Mississippi. And if I know anything about Mississippi, it is every white person that needs this medical marijuana, they going to have their access to it. I don't know how big the tumor going to have to be for your black ass to get some weed in, uh, in Mississippi. I don't know what you're going to have to tell them wrong with you. All right, let me see what else you got here. Do you see the voting process going fully digital? No way. No way. That's one of the worst ideas you could possibly have. One of the worst ideas you can have. I mean... You need to have some hard record on this stuff, man. Like the ease of digital is not in line with the benefit of hard copies for record keeping and for referring, you know, and double checking and stuff like that. You at the mercy of the algorithm, you go fully digital. All right, hold on. Let me find something. All right, this is a serious question. Somebody asked in the chat room. Are you for or against the Electoral College? And asking the question is its own thing. 
13 of you voted that up. Who are the 13 people that want to hear me talk about that shit? Because you're out of luck. I just want to know how it is that that is something that you want to hear from me. 13 of you. Heard the right time. Do you recall what made you so mad that you broke your hand on a dude's face with tears streaming down your face? Number one, there were not tears streaming down my face. Stop making shit up. And number two, I don't remember, but I think at some point I had rationalized to myself that I thought he was about to hit me. And he wasn't about to hit me, but I rationalized to myself that he was, and then I just started swinging. Sorry it's taking so long, guys. Yeah, guys, I'm out of gas here. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Evening Jones. We try to do this thing about once a week. My man Lance Gilliam handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Uh, remember, if you cannot watch the Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the iTunes store. Subscribe to Stitcher Radio. Check us out on SoundCloud. You can also find us at the Google Play Store. All right, talk to you soon. Take it easy.